It's episode 80 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Sunny Dapp. Hey, how That's are you? Amazing, man. I'm good, man. I'm just happy to celebrate your your 80th podcast. Yes. What What is that? I mean, is that is that? <laughs> if it was a marriage, what would it be? What would the? Uh, uh, oh man, we need to Google this. Let's just say it's Ruby. A Ruby wedding. Welcome <laughs> to the Ruby wedding uh, edition of the Improv London podcast. Woo! <laughs> uh, this is the first time I've recorded a podcast in a car. <laughs> it's and it's and it's amazing because it's more or less soundproof. It's brilliant. <laughs> this is like and it's warm. This is the nearest I've got to a studio. <laughs> Probably the nearest it's I'm going to get. studio on wheels, bro. I've really enjoyed being in Birmingham over the past couple of days uh, for many reasons. I've loved the show, I've loved the workshops I've done, I've met the people I've met. But sometimes it's just the places I've ended up recording has been really fun. <laughs> I've done a couple in the churchyard. Yeah. That was good. I did one at the on stage at the uh, Blue Orange Theatre. Oh, nice. Uh, that was really nice. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, there wasn't an audience. But yeah. it was it was really lovely. So anyway, I'm just having fun uh, being creative about quiet places That is amazing. Birmingham. I think that's it, and and you're kind of sending out messages that, yeah, it's true. We don't have any recording studios. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you might have. I just don't know about them. That's not. Neither thing. do I. <laughs> I lived there for, for like thirty years. Oh. <laughs> uh, so uh, a big project of yours at the moment uh, is Jumprov. Absolutely. So Jumprov is the UK's first um, ethnically diverse improv theatre company, and um, you know it's amazing because. I set it up a year ago in October 2016. I went to, I was helping John and obviously we went to the Birmingham Improv Festival. And, I, mate, I was just inspired, inspired by the, the the talent on stage. And then I was also astonished because I was looking around at the audience, I was looking at the talent thinking, holy shit, there's an entire demograph, man. It's the, the festival's too white. Yeah. The acts are too white. I was thinking, holy shit, we're, we're, you know, improv is missing out on an entire demographic of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, the, I began to, I began to look into why is that? I mean, when initially, when it first starts, when you start thinking about this, you know, there's people who be like, oh, it could be that, it could be that. Or people start shifting blame. But I was like, let's not, let's not do that. Let's just find out why. Let's just find out what's happening. So Jumprov was born out of that, out of that realization hmm. that, wait a minute, you know, we're missing out. Actors yeah. are missing out, public's missing out. And when, as the journey began, you know, I, I sent out, I sent out a call for um, improvisers and, you know, the requirements didn't have to be acting background. Mm. You know, I just needed to see that they had a passion and a, a, a dedication and just a sparkle of like talent. Mm. So luckily we, um, we got a few of them down, a few of the guys down, like you know, I shortlisted a few guys and girls. And then we went to went to John's Box of Frogs oh, yeah. work classes, uh, weekly workshops, and um, you know that was a great space for us to use. Um, you know, under obviously under John's um, uh, training and tutoring, just to get an idea of like well, the games everyone's playing and what people are doing. And then straight away, I started noticing people were just like sparkling, yeah. and it's something that they've never done before. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I straight away, I thought, okay. I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta form these guys in a group. So I, I've shortlisted the names, got them together, and then I realised that you know these are the guys that and guys and girls that are gonna take it forward. Yeah. And it's just, it's just been an amazing year, Stuart. It's been, you know, we we shortlisted. We started f- training in February this year, 2017. We're non-stop rehearsing, doing shows, doing preview shows, taking improv to places in Birmingham that have yet to be. That, that I've never had improv. For example, the Birmingham Rep. Yeah. We wow, um exactly good. yeah, and just trying to get. But you know, our idea was to tell people that you know it's there's so many things within what Jumprov's about. It's saying to people that look, you know, saying to people who have um people of color, that look, there's this thing art form out there that you know it's, it's accessible for us, and you you know you can do it, because that's the thing I love about improv, and I'll come back to this whole improv community and why. And then the other thing what John Prov is about as well is is about um, shattering stereotypes. You know, we are in an art form where the the performers on stage are 100% in control. Mm. Obviously, with audience suggestions, 100% in control of what they want to do. Mm. And, you know, what the art form allows that? Yeah. The script. The scripted form says you're this character and this is what you are. 
but improv is just purely you can be whatever the fuck you want to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, can I check with you? Can I swear on the podcast? Yeah, you can swear on of course, the podcast. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I was gonna say was, but that's it. And then the other, the third thing as well, is about just you know, it's about saying to people that look, you know, we we we're, we're here, we're here, and you know, it's we we want to work with different groups mm. and that's what it's been such a fun experience and then we have taken improv within this was within the first year not you know we've taken small steps and we've taken into other communities that didn't know existed yeah. they look at it and they're like what is this art form yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm lucky enough um you know and we were lucky enough that 2017 birmingham improv festival john was like guys you know, he's seen us perform. We've got, you know, got really good reviews. And obviously he was like, it only makes sense that you open the festival. Wow. And, you know, we, we're just honoured because we're obviously sharing the stage with people that have been doing this for, like, like yonks. People that we look at and think, fuck, man, we just want to aspire to be like, I always say this 5% yeah, yeah. of what people are doing, like, because it's that great. And it was just, it was just an amazing experience altogether. And just being there and, you know, how, seeing that, you know, we were on stage and the crowd was different as well and the crowd were you know like people from Birmingham and you look at the crowd and it felt like yeah this is a representation of what our city is yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, that was just amazing so you know coming back to why the improv community is great at getting that accessibility is because sometimes people see the, the, um, theatre as too too snobby right. but improv is like it's accessible it's like oh just you know it's I say more relaxed in a sense, so it's not as uppity, you know what I mean? Like people can just mm. find that ac- accessibility into it um, for in terms of like, you know, in terms of like classes and, you know, comedy as well. Like people love that. Yeah. yeah. People just love that because there's lots of people that have probably been to more improv shows than actual theatre shows, right. but then don't see improv as theatre because they just see it as, oh, that thing that I, I go, love going to watch where they make things up on the spot. So that's what I love about it. And this is why the the whole jump prof movement was just great for the improv community because you know since we started this all of Birmingham's improv improv community and even London outside has been so supportive they've just been like this guys this is amazing what you're doing and everyone's been very very supportive everyone understands why we why we're doing it as well and the fact that we're doing it because we also want to collaborate with other 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 groups jam with other groups and we we've done that as well we there was an event happening in Birmingham where jump prof and Boxer Frogs, John's group, we just we just had a jam, yeah, and it was just so much fun because, you know, we, you know, we had our own, you know, identity and talent and voice, and then we could just jam that with Boxer Frogs, uh, same like identity and talent and nature, and just create something different. And this is watching the improv festival, though, that was definitely awe inspiring because yeah. you know we we've been it was running for a week and I was like brilliant. And as life does, everything just starts getting booked in the same week, doesn't it? And you're thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just got to choose between what's happening. But it's it's just been it's been amazing. Like all the shows that we have made, because they've been so different to what we do. Mm. Jumprov um, is because we're starting out. We thought we'd go for the the short form games. Yeah. You know, we went for that, and then seeing what other other groups are doing. You know, people are creating entire musicals on the spot, yeah, and I'm there looking at um thinking, wow, that <laughs> we. We got loads to do, and people are creating like entire long form plays as well, literally yeah. on the spot. And you were just in awe. I'm thinking, holy shit! You know, I'm still trying to learn. I'm trying to figure. Out, I'm still trying to figure out the A to Z game, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been, it's been, it's just been amazing. Like the whole thing. Like you know, we can't. There is no way that you know we've regretted going on this journey. Everyone's been really supportive, and a lot of people have just been interested in it. But I always find I don't know with yourself, but. Like in terms of marketing improv, I was, you know, I always think this that what we find what helps people digest it, and these are people that have never been to improv, is you know just saying to them that it's just sketches made up on the spot, right? And then they think, oh, that's all right, because then it's just that word for some reason. I know it's a word that helps to describe art form, but other people just think, what's that? Yeah. But then when I just say to them that we just it's comedy sketches made up completely on the spot, yeah, and they're like, holy shit. You've done no preparation at all. I'm like, like, no. And I think, I think sometimes more people come as as with you know with improv, people more enjoy it more when it just completely fucks up with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just and and this is great as well. Like at the Birmingham Improv Festival, 
you know, we did see that, but because the because everyone owned it, yes, you just you just laughed twice as hard because they thought you fuckers like, <laughs> not, you know, you, you we know you messed up, but they just completely owned it. Yeah, and yeah. you know that's the that's that's been our journey so far. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, if we can just talk about how how do we make improv more accessible perhaps and i don't know if you know these are big questions but you know why isn't it more accessible and how do we make it more accessible i think um i don't know i think it it goes i mean because you gotta look at this this is like a a historical thing like you know it's okay you know for i I can only give you like from from my experience so my experience growing up as a um kid you know my parents are you know, my parents. My parents moved to the country from India, so they ex Indian patriots. <laughs> I'm taking this because normally we're like, oh, the immigrants. <laughs> or when you, or when you guys move over to Spain, you're ex patriots. Ex patriots. You know what I mean, don? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so my parents moved over to um. Uh, so my parents moved over to here, and then you know, I never, you know, I mean, if I told you, that I live literally like two miles from the rep. Yeah. I didn't even know it even existed. Yeah. Growing up as a kid, and I always wanted to get into acting. I was thinking, I only used to see TV. So I think improv is, it's 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 a whole arts thing, and obviously then improv gets involved in that because obviously it's part of the arts, and I think it's just about how, why is it accessible? I think that historically people probably haven't grown up. You know, it's got to a point where art is becoming a luxury. Right. Yeah. And then if it's not sewn into your in you know into your upbringing or if you got got you got family members that are into it and they can open you up to it and say oh I'm going to watch a show or you should come watch a show then we just we just miss it mm. and you know this is why I love cinema because every time I go to the cinema the crowd is just so different yeah you know you got you got young you got young kids sitting with like you know the crowd is so different and I think wow why can't a theatre audience be like this yeah but then it's it is what it is. It's in sense in terms of you know people see the buildings, theatre buildings, and I think oh that's probably not for me. Right. And I think improv has got that unique ability to make people feel welcoming because you know people say this. People say oh our buildings are open. Yeah, but you're not fucking inviting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you know you're not you're not holding out an invitation. You're not you're not warm and welcoming. Yeah. And that's a big difference. So I think you know some of the bigger theatres need to work towards that. Or unless they're thinking to themselves, well, we're selling, we're selling really good, you know, we're selling, we're selling hot tickets and we're making enough money, so perhaps we don't need to. But I think it's the right of any, especially you know, people that receive public funding or any buildings that are working within the local area, to make themselves accessible to the community that's before them. Mm. And I think that's what, not just improv, but what the arts needs to do is just look at, okay, who's our, who's our target market, okay, and then. Let's just say to them that look. Let's just tell them that look. This thing does exist, mm. and you know, come down to it. You know, probably do outreach, outreach shows. Because I mean, we we done an outreach show. There's um, in Birmingham, this guy set up this thing called Talented Tuesdays, and it's a, just a showcase. And I, when I when I seen it, I was like, mate, you need to apply for Arts Council funding for this because you are doing what you know these arts councils and these arts companies set up like bloody little mini companies to do yeah. you know trying to get people engaged in the arts and these people are getting engaged and this guy's doing it off his own back so he set this thing up and then we just took improv to that environment and it was like it was amazing because we were performing theatre in a stand up scene yeah. and the crowd were just howling yeah. and they were like and they, and they got they got everything they got, they got all the games it wasn't like people were like you know, and this is what I love about improv as well, that it's it's so grounded. Yeah. You know, the people you have to be, you know, the people are very the people that improvise themselves, the people everyone I've met. I haven't yet to met someone who's a is a dickhead. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's because the art form because we have to be, we have to listen, yeah. we have to be open minded, we have to be grounded in who we are and what we do. It allows us I mean you got this is why the the best people to open up the arts. And make more successful is, is improv, and I think that if you know you guys could spearhead that, that'd be amazing. And this is why I thought jump props is going to fit the best there, mm. because you know you just people can be thrown into the into the 
into the limelight and be visible about it as well. Mm. People that never thought of it, you know, you can do your beginners workshops and that's brilliant because then people have a, they've already had a go at doing that. Mm. And I think, I think that's it. I think just being about being inviting, being open, you know, going to um, spaces and just advertising. Like I always make sure that my posters and flyers are, you know, in areas, for example, like there's a, uh, an area in Birmingham called Saw Road. And that's, you know, uh, highly dense, populated with Asian businesses and Asian customers. And, you know, just, just go and leave some flyers and say to people, like, look, you know, um, there's, a, there's a show happening. And then someone, someone, someone might get interested, someone may not get interested. But then also just appearing on specific um, specialist radio stations as well. Hmm. And that helps, yeah. that helps get the word out. And then I think that should hopefully, I mean, because... It's a big answer. It's a big question. Yeah, 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 it's a big yeah, question, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the answer is not. You know, even with us guys, we know we set. I set jump prop up, but I know jump prop ain't gonna. If 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 while 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 we while we set jump prop up, if we're still the UK's only uh, ethnically diverse theatre company, then I know we've kind of failed. So yeah. I want to set up other companies where. I want to create a competition where people be like, fuck you, Sonny. <laughs> you know, we're fucking better than you. I'm like, yeah, that's what we want because we want more people. We want more people just... And the other thing as well is, Joe, we just don't want, you know, segregated groups. The whole idea is everyone comes together and just yeah. fucking creates comedy that's better than the shit they're shoving on TV and film yeah, and yeah. theatre. Because, you know what, what's... As I said, the thing I love about improv is that it's just so direct and so... You know, it's literally there's there's no filter. You know, there's, it's literally the person's experience straight onto the stage. Yeah. It's that lightning that you, you know. If, if someone's gonna write that, they'd bloody script it about <laughs> three or four times, like, even more than that, mate. Yeah. And by then, that reference is probably gone. Yeah, but this yeah. is the most direct form to get something on the stage. And that's why I think it needs to it needs to be well accessible. Yeah, and it's great when you can take improv out of the usual improv places yeah. and take it to new places and you know expose people to it absolutely I mean they, they love it because I remember once I was talking about the same thing to someone and they said to me oh you know we hate it when groups come like this and they say we're going to do this because if someone's not interested they're not just not interested in it and I said mate people don't know about it yeah you know, imagine this man imagine like, like when I find something amazing whatever it is I go and tell people about it. I say, you got to do this, man. This is not the best thing ever. And I've done the same thing with improv. I was telling loads of people about it. This was before I started Jump Prof. And I was telling most of my actor friends about it as well yeah. because I said, look, guys, you know, you go into an audition and they're like, all right, we're going to do a bit of improvisation now. And everyone crumbles. Yeah. Everyone crumbles on really? that. And since doing Jump Prof, fucking hell, man, I've, I've, I've like, penciled in a few commercials and I booked one recently yeah. because it literally is alright we're going to do some improv and I'd be like yeah. fucking come and, <laughs> and this is why you know it's the it's the skills that we acquire you, you, you know how it is man. all the skills you acquire working in improv and doing improv that transfers into our real life yeah. it's life changing yes. and there's loads of people and especially loads of people of colour that because as I said they haven't probably haven't grown up in the arts or grown up by, you know, by doing and studying arts because it probably wasn't a, it, it wasn't seen as a necessity. So, you know, they had to probably stick to other subjects. Something, something gets lost there because, mm -hmm. you know, we know it is an art, you know, enriches our souls and enriches our life and then just works on skills and just builds confidence. Mm -hmm. So when someone goes for a job, sometimes people probably are not as great as, you know, in an interview setting. Mm -hmm. Whereas if they were doing performance or if they were doing, uh, if they were doing improv and had them kind of skills, they'll feel a bit more confident in like talking about themselves or just talking in general. Because mm. I know a lot of people, because um, obviously when I'm when I'm not working, I work in, work in the NHS. And I've seen a lot of people who are damn good at their job. Mm. But when they do apply for, you know, the fully a full year's experience, they're really qualified, but they always seem to just mess up in terms of sometimes interview skill might, might not be there 100%. And then sometimes, for example, presentation skills might not, mm. not be there. But this is why I felt like improv is just this awesome thing. And I, and I totally believe it is, you know, that needs to just be sold to 
all of the UK yeah, yeah, yeah. and not just our regular haunts that we think oh yeah we'll put a poster up there yeah. uh, because they might be interested fucking tell the world about it because you know it is a gift you know it yeah. is amazing amazing gift and this is why when I take it to people I say look you know I've got something here you know try it once you might hate it or it might change your life yeah yeah and I know a lot of people in Birmingham as well the same thing you know improv has changed their life and even for example my group Jumprov you know the the members, um, Jade Samuels, Dare Henry, Chantal Arroway, David Jackson, Jay Drudge, Marius Turner. They have all said that since doing this, it's just been a great experience. And it's like, it leaks into their life yeah. in terms of the creativity, in terms of how they feel. You know, people are a bit more relaxed, a bit more, a bit more wittier. They're just you know, they're <laughs> in that state. And it's the best state to be in because you're always alive and you're always, of course you're always alive, you're always breathing, but you're always, you're always in a second circle, you know what I mean? You're always aware of your surroundings and it's not, you know, you're grounded and you're just not like some snooty ass actor. <laughs> not, they're not all like that though. Because we, you know, so, so, some are very good, but it's people's perceptions, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so how did you, what ignited the spark for you with improv? How did you discover it? What excited you right at the start? I think, um, so as starting off as an actor, I just, for some reason, I just thought, actor, okay. Actors need to be good at improv. I don't know why I thought this, but I just had this thing that they need to be good at it. So I went to some classes, um, uh, John's classes at the Box of Frogs. And, and I loved what was happening and I loved it and I'd go up and I'd just fucking crash and burn <laughs> really badly and I'd go up again and I'd still crash and burn but I was still going and I was still doing it and then it got to a point where you finally start loosening up and yeah, you know yeah. you start getting it and then <laughs> you know, they, always, they always take the piss out of me for this so there's an <laughs> acting competition in that happens in Birmingham and it's called the Monologue Slam and they were coming to Birmingham for the first time and I knew that there was going to be an improvisation round in there. Right. So I knew this from beforehand. So what I'd done was I spent like, literally like six weeks going to Boxer Frogs non-stop, knowing that I don't care if, if, if I don't win this competition, I'm going to smash that fucking improv round. <laughs> and like, so I went there for six weeks and to John's classes. And then that, you know, that helped to like keep the passion going. Then that event came up. And, you know, I won the one minute round. So I won the first ever one in Birmingham, which is amazing. Yeah. And then I also won the improv round as well. Wow. And it was just that, you know, it was just amazing that people are throwing. There was some, there was some, you always tell, you can always tell when there's improvisers in the audience. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they send you the most horriblest fucking <laughs> suggestions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. basically someone said, um, somebody said, oh, can you do this scene in the style of, um, a musical film noir <laughs> and I was like Jeez. I can't even sing I can't even sing <laughs> and, and uh, I know what a film noir is but I can't even sing so I just and I just just went for it yeah, yeah, yeah. as you do because I thought you know I ain't got nothing to do and then it, it kind of and then after that you know it it was just it was a bit of a love and hate relationship and it was when I was getting sometimes I was getting it sometimes I wasn't getting it sometimes and it just wasn't just bouncing with me and I don't know what it was and then I kind of left I kind of left that um, the class for a bit because I thought if it's not working you have to leave and you have to that's why one of my rules is come back to it Sonny don't yeah I think don't. sometimes you just need to let you have know, a period of learning stuff and then sometimes you just need to go away and digest yeah what you've learned and it, it got to a point where like it wasn't for me it was just wasn't working and it just I think it was just me it was whatever place I was at the time so then I, um, then I was like, oh, I've got to go really concentrate on my film acting. And then I went to this course at the Actors Centre, which was improvisation used for film acting. Mm. So I thought, okay, this is, this is new and interesting. Mm. So I sat down and I started improvising with this uh, director. And it, it, it was just amazing. It was just like, like, I don't know if all the stuff that I'd done, the years before just finally it felt relaxed in myself and it all just came to fruition but it just felt so different yeah. and I was like holy shit like this is it like this is what it is and even then like you know the you know the director was saying everyone in the group were like fucking hell sonny like 
they were like, <laughs> they were like, they were, they fucking loved me, and they were, you know, were genuinely laughing at the shit you're doing in the scenes. <laughs> you're not even doing anything, and it's still funny. <laughs> and that was for me. That was like, okay. And I think it came to the thing where I said to myself, you know, before the before I started the course, it was like a four day course at the actor center. I said, I'm just gonna enjoy it. Yeah. I know I'm not I'm not gonna think about anything. I'm just gonna enjoy it. I'm just gonna throw myself in there. And I think that's what it was. And I think for a long time I hadn't given myself that permission. So I done that. So, and then once after I done that course, and that basically came off the back of the improv festival. Then I done that course, and then I was like, you know what? Yeah. So the needs there, my passion has been reignited. I've been inspired by what I've seen. Because you're right, man. When you see when you see something really good, it does have a twofold effect. <laughs> you either think shit. <laughs> you know that's really good and I can't do anything with it or you think you know or or you think holy shit I want to get to that level yeah, and beyond that level and I begin to like really start you know always thinking the second option um I either want to get to that level or beyond that level yeah and because then you know at least even if you just as I said even if you get to the 5% you're still better than you was 5 yeah, you're yeah, still yeah, better yeah, than yeah, what yeah. you yeah, yeah. yesterday so that all that came into place and then off the back of it also came when I was, you know, I was looking around and had this awakening with myself thinking, wait a minute, Sonny, why, why are all, you know, the, why are all us Asian actors going for this one bit role for Indian waiter for some fucking TV show when, you know, the other cast members, they're playing different characters and they're actually based on characteristics and we're just getting casters of fucking yeah. person of colour for one role. Yeah. Why, why are we doing that? So that came off the back of that. So I was getting kind of pissed off with the roles I was out there. And then that's where my passion for improv met with everything. And just, just, that's a, I've just mimed an explosion. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just, do that too. Yeah. Forgetting it's an audio yeah. medium. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. I really understand what you mean. I've forgotten and I the listeners. And I mimed an explosion and it went, <laughs> and it's just, and it's just been going ever since. And sometimes we had a bit of fire to the fuel and, <laughs> gotta keep that gotta keep them flames going man <laughs> but you know and that's that's when it all came together and it was just amazing I was like fuck wicked and the other thing was well, like we just get to do fun stuff on stage yeah, yeah. because sometimes up until a certain point everything I was getting to play it was just so heavily deeped in the political element and of course you know art is political because it is about sending you know, if we're not happy with the establishment, it's about sending a massive fuck you to, you know, the, the current government or whatever. <laughs> but you know, kept, kept it timely there, isn't it? <laughs> timeless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Labour's going to be a power. They'll be like, Sonny doesn't like Labour, does he? <laughs> no, you know, the current government. And it, but you kind of felt like, you know, there's the, the look at, the look at like, people of colour and think, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll give them some hard, heavy-hitting stuff. When you think sometimes you just want to go on stage and do a scene about fucking hippos giving birth, man. Something random, yeah, yeah, something yeah. that you never get to do. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when it all just it all came together. So that was my journey from of improv to to to, to jump prof. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, let's let's explore jump prof. Um, so you're doing short form games. Yeah. Uh, what are your favourite games to play? Oh man, we we I think we kind of realised straight off the bat that we just in enjoyed um watching the guys just roam free so just give them give them some one like word suggestion so it's called pan left but yes. we, we call it diamond oh right okay so we just um we just went for like rebranding i love well. i love um i love how everyone uh broadly playing the same games yeah. but they've all got different names for it yeah um, <laughs> and was... we should standardize this and it, it needs to be <laughs> a standard it needs to be like uh, measurements like you know we need to have a standardized well, it's like time where yeah. time used to be different in different cities well, that's, and it, yeah, we yeah. need to bring it all together so it's the same no we really don't because it's yeah. great that there's all these different names I was speaking to uh, Tom Young yeah. in the last episode and he Top was doing plan. exactly this yeah. and he was saying well that name doesn't actually really describe what it is so I've called it something else yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and the games evolve and they're all slightly different anyway. And I think so. this is a brilliant thing as well that, you know, we we, we have the license to add our own twist on it. Yes. Each each um, improv group can put a twist on it. For, yeah. So that's one of the games we like playing. Tell me about Diamond then. How do oh. you play Diamond? So we, we when we originally started, we we play with, with adding like little confessions. 
just to you know just to make it a bit funnier so the audience would say things and that the reason why we love that as a game is because you know we we just give the work the guys and the girls a, a one word suggestion and just seeing them invent something out of it right and just seeing them like not give a shit about oh can i play this character and when i mean this character i mean for example you know one of the suggestions for for a diamond was or pan left was um dentist and then she never said this but she one of the girls in the group was like you know afterwards she was like fuck it i thought i'm going to be a dentist because i'm never going to get to play a dentist right yeah, and yeah. says something as mean as that yeah. where you know in real life mate the nhs and you know private 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 healthcare and private dental practices are full of fem- female dentists mm. but when it comes to portraying them on tv it's always a white man yeah which i'm looking at you now thinking you're a white man but, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean though right yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i mean and you're always thinking like i don't know like and it's little things like that it's, it's just the we have that platform and that power just to you know obviously inspired by the audience but just to take it to another level yeah and just to create something and then other games we enjoy playing is um we, we earlier mentioned that we you know we had a twist to some of the games yeah. so we took Sorry, before we do that. Sorry. So, uh, no, no, my fault. So, when you're playing Diamond. Yes. Um, and so basically, you'll have what, four people. Four people, yeah. I'm doing, I'm holding up my fingers to demonstrate where the four people are. So, you'll have the two. <laughs> oh, or is he swearing at me? He's taking a dark big So, you've got. No, he's only got two. No, he's only got one finger. Middle finger. So you'll have two people, <laughs> two people at the front, and then you'll um, you'll give them a word. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll switch, and you'll give the next two a word. Yeah, yeah. like a, it's generally like a word, location, a secret, a relationship. But this is like we 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 change it up as well sometimes, depending on like if we want to add new rules in, just so it keeps. Because obviously, what we find is if it's fresh for us guys, yes. it's fresh for yes. the audience, and uh, you know, that's the. Yeah, that's, I mean, as I said, we're just doing really tiny baby steps with the games, but we are just fully throwing ourselves in them. And, you know, the audience are loving them. And we're still, we're still finding... Uh, and, and, and you mentioned you, you throw in confessions. Yeah, so confessions... In, into, di- into the diamond. Into the diamond, yeah. yeah. But then we, we've obviously changed the uppers all a bit. So we've we've kind of cut back the confessions. But when we first started, we had that in there because it, it was just fun, wasn't it? Just something random. Just to turn the scene to a different way. Right, yes. And then... Also, people love secrets and people love uh, being able to share their secrets anonymously. Yeah. And it, I think it brings people together because you think, oh, actually, that might be someone's secret, but I can really understand mm. that and maybe I have that secret well, too. Sometimes it's like just the weirdest thing ever that someone's just put in just to, like, just to like cause a bit of havoc and confusion. Well, it's just so that, funny. Yes. But then one of the other games that we... That we you know I enjoy playing and that we've uh, that I've created for for our groupers, is so we've took a spin on gibberish lecture. Oh right. So in in our version of it, we, I, I called it Punjabi TED Talk, <laughs> where I speak I speak Punjabi and I'm an expert in Punjabi and I could tell you everything in Punjabi, but then one of the groups who any other group members who are non Punjabi speaking has to translate what I'm doing right. what I'm saying and that, that always that always goes down a storm and uh, you know a lot a lot of people just laugh because they like wow you know we've gone to a show and someone's actually speaking Punjabi on stage yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know and the UK there's so many Punjabi speakers yeah. so many Hindi speakers Punjabi speakers and people are like wow we didn't realise that you could you, you was allowed to do that yeah. and like, of course we are because even when I'm when I'm talking in that game I'm actually talking about the actual subject. Yes. On so so the the people who are like bi, bilingual in the in the audience they're just laughing because my my character starts off as an expert and then he goes into an angry tirade about everything <laughs> about you know about about everything yeah. in, in Punjabi and then then the the interesting thing is when the guy when the guys and girls are translating it they like thinking. Like what the hell is going on? <laughs> and then literally whatever they say, it's just they got no idea because none of them, none, none of them can speak Punjabi. And then that's our twist on oh, that's um, really the Punjabi, uh, the gibberish lecture. And then obviously the other games we enjoy playing as well is you know the so you got playbook, but we do with a mobile phone, right. and that, oh, that always works. Playbook as, being sorry, playbook is where you got two um, characters in the scene, and only one of the scenes can use. 
a playbook or messages from a mobile phone as ways to communicate in the ah, scene. Right, okay. So it, it's fun because then the, the audience member who gives the phone up and then the other audience be looking thinking, holy shit, what kind of, what kind of dirty text are they be sending? And you know, like, it's just fun because I think it involves the audience a bit more, yeah, yeah. and they don't realise that they can actually do that. So you what you get a, a member of the audience's phone. Yeah, so we get <laughs> we get them to surrender it to us, yeah, and they're like, brilliant. "We need we need your phone," and then there's people just just give it in as well. And there's there's just, just so many like games that we've created. Um, well, there is so it's called we call it we call it Wildlife on One, where um, so one of us would do. A, Either we're really good or really, depending on who it is, <laughs> a really good or a really terrible David Attenborough impression, oh, right, yes. and then uh, three, three, three other players on stage will create. So they're basically they the humans, but they're acting with animal characteristics. Right. So it's the idea that he's on safari and he's looking at all these animals and he's narrating them, and it's just just putting people in a different um, putting people in a different uh, you know. In a, in a different setting and yeah. the people think holy shit what's going on and I think that's what like the people enjoy this love seeing us guys just make absolute clowns of ourselves yeah. in that particular game and yeah, yeah. In, through the whole thing I think people just people just love it and I've been since we, like I've done we've done the debut show and the way you know we always end the show as well like the debut show I ended it with sharing shots with everyone so I literally got two bottles on stage yeah. started pouring out shots and I said come join us in a celebration wow. and uh, <laughs> you know we were in a pub theatre as well and so they were looking like you wanker <laughs> but I was like fuck it I don't care like you know this is a, you know been, we've been working towards this for a while so yeah, we want to yeah, celebrate yeah. with a drink and then the sequel we ended that with um, we started playing uh, electric uh, candy call it I know it's candy um, well, electric slide. Santos. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just know it's candy electric slide. Oh right, okay. And, fair uh, <laughs> so we started playing that, and then we had the entire audience come up, and they were just dancing. Oh, that's And really... you know, it's just crazy. Like the shows oh, that we do, pulling, pulling, you know, pulling such a diverse crowd of people, and also people like eighty percent of the people that we pulled in for our shows. I've never been to the theatre before. Yeah. But when they do go in there, they're like, holy shit, we always passed this building. We didn't know it existed. Yeah. And then they just start picking up leaflets for, for something else. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah. why the other theatres do like what we do because it, it you know, it brings them into a demographic that they they would never, they always seem to find it difficult to reach into. But yeah. I think that everyone just has to change the way of marketing. They've got to, we've got to start thinking globally now. Like, you know, you know, you got, we've got the internet so we got to literally look at you know, how to sell it globally and locally at the same time. Yeah. And this is what I've done with John Prov's marketing. I, you know, this is why I had to, I want to say simplify, but I had to make it more accessible in terms of just the wording. Of, I didn't want the word improv in my company, but I still wanted to obviously pay homage to what we do. Yeah. So that's where the name comes from. It comes obviously forming the word jump and improv in the same thing. Right, yeah. So jump is, you know, just, just go for it, jump in, just jump. And then obviously improv, so I just brought them two together. Cool. And the other other thing also, like when I was thinking of a name, thinking, can it fit on a bloody Twitter handle? Ah, uh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you know that just sorts out your your marketing. Yeah. On the yeah. on on the dot. So, I mean that's that's the other thing. So I started looking at it in a global way, and then just finding that elevator pitch. Yeah. How to sell your, how to sell your your product? Any product you got, you got to sell it in an, in an elevator pitch. Yeah. I'm, um met an actress and she was telling me about a web series and I said what's it about and she started with a long story yeah. and I said don't do that <laughs> I said you know you need to have an elevator pitch you know you you know you you, you turn the corner and you see Steven Spielberg's there and he's in the same elevator as you yeah. and you gotta sell him the story yeah. before he bloody goes away to the top yeah, yeah. sorry um, so banging my <laughs> steering wheel because I was like you gotta do it before you go to the top and she she was like holy cow and then she started like she started thinking of like what to write in terms of elevator pitch because she kind of realised that you just need to have that yeah. that pitch. And I think just social media, marketing, and also just getting the... Another thing as well is to make things more accessible. The the media, and even local media, has to be on, on our side. It has to say, yeah, we want to feature an article about what you're, what you're doing. Yeah. And it's like, for example, recently, um, I know uh, Rhymes were featured in the Metro yes. for the sellout show in Nottingham. Yes. And that, that's that's amazing that, you know, they picked it up and it's good. 
But at the same time, like, for example, like local media and people, medias that are starting out, they should be, they need content. Yes. So, you know, as improvisers and people, we should be going out to these people and saying, look, you know, we're doing a show, can we come and chat about what we do? Because people, you know, on radio and stuff, people want content, people yeah. need stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it should be a collaborative effort. Because me and my brothers used to run a uh, an online music magazine. And our first and foremost thing was that if there's any new talent coming out, we want to be that place to promote them. Yeah. Whereas all the other um, uh, music magazine in in the uh, in the in the banger industry, they were they were looking towards the stars. They were like, right. oh, "I want to get into yeah, that." Yeah, and we were like, "Forget them, man. We want to go for the stars for tomorrow." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it was all about. So we would always, you know, because they were, you know, people open comments or people were more accessible. You know, you could you could email the person directly. Yes. And I think that's what it needs to happen. I think we need more of a a collaborative effort from the media as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is why it's been great when I've been contacting people. I've been, you know, you obviously have that spin on it as well. And I'm quite lucky that I can say, hey, you know, we're the UK's first disc. And then people feel like, okay, this is interesting. And, but even then, you kind of realize that you still have to be, you, know, you, you, know, you still have to be fucking good as well. Because yeah, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, at the same time, we don't, just don't want to be, oh, we're the UK's first uh, ethnically diverse improv company. We want to be good. Yes. And we also happen to be the UK's yeah, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then it's, oh man, then it's, uh, and that's what I've been happy with the team as well, man. They just fucking, you know, the guys bring it every time I like. Sometimes I, sometimes I wish we could just put every rehearsal as a show because, <laughs> yeah, obviously when it works, it works. But sometimes we, we fuck up so bad, but, yeah. you know, everyone's managed to save it in the rehearsal <laughs> or a practice and we're like fucking laughing at us. I'm thinking, uh, you know, this easily could have just been a two-pound show or whatever just to get people in. <laughs> but I think another thing as well is, um, Sorry, just to bring this up because I mentioned about two pound, two pound shows. Is another thing what I've noticed is I've, I don't know how the scene is in London, but in Birmingham, I like I find ooh, the art forms being sold short. Like, yeah. you know, everyone's doing free shows, and I'm thinking, guys, don't do this, man, because you know you're putting so many hours in. You 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 know if <laughs> you pay for courses, you pay for books, you know, like you guys are really, I think. Even if you just put, you know, tickets out of Fiverr, you know, the people who want to come watch it will come and watch it. Yeah. And the people, you know, it's such a weird world we live in that if something's too cheap, people associate with inferior. Yes. But then people see it's free, they think, oh, it's going to be any good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so bad because, then you, you know, obviously we're trying to do it free so people just turn up. And I think that's, I think that's another thing. Is that why, because someone said to me, oh, you can do free shows. And I said, look, I'll happily do free preview shows to help me. Yeah towards an event you know that's always a good way to do it but I wouldn't I don't think I could do an entire full show because you know I've, I pay the the improvisers in my group yeah. so I need like you know I, I try to pay my minimum amount and I'm trying to deal with the equity uh, fringe agreement as well yeah. and that's because you know they're, they're jobbing actors and and obviously most improvisers are oh, man it's just, it's just another string to the bone and another form of income and I think to myself that, you know, the people that are doing it, that you guys are doing it, the improvisers that are doing it, and everyone who's doing this art form is bloody good at it. And people should be paying to see them because they deserve it. The, yeah. the people performing deserve to be paid. They deserve to be have a paid ticket, even if it's a fiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, that, that would be... That's another thing that would make people think, okay, that, that might be worth checking out because it's only a fiver. But when yeah. it's free, they're just don't bother going. Yeah, and people um, are more invested in a show if they paid five pounds for it. Yeah. If they're not paying anything, like, well, you know. But I was like, oh, I've paid five pounds, so they they kind of want it to be good, and they'll yeah. engage with it a little bit more than if. That's true, you know, because yeah. when you go and watch a film and you just paid to it, and you think you try to find all the good bits yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's some plays, full-on actual plays that've been rehearsed and written and. You go and watch, and they're meant to be comedies, and you're like, "This is fucking boring." <laughs> you turn up to an improv show, and you're thinking, "This is fucking hilarious." <laughs> like, I mean, like I went to watch. Um, they got two names, but so the Netflix. Yeah, Netflix not, on yeah. Thursday. So they're yes. wait, waiting for the call, and I think oh, that I was a specific confusing. show. Oh, is it? I okay. think the group's Netflix. Is it? Oh, is it the other way around? 
But either way, I think it's called a Netflix. I think it's, they were brilliant what they were doing. Oh, no, um, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. I, I should think, know. No, nah, it's know, fine. because Sarah's been on the show. <laughs> She's going to kill you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. But this is this is why I find it confusing because I just thought, brilliant, just call it Netflix. But then obviously then... It's the company. Yeah, yeah. It's the company waiting for the call. Yeah. And then the group Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then oh. even them guys, like I was watching them thinking, this is wicked. Yeah. Like... You're watching them and they're like singing about Blade Runner. Yes. And you're like... This is more enjoyable than Blade Runner. <laughs> I mean, Blade Runner was pretty good. <laughs> but it was just wicked. And, but if someone like... If I went to like, you know, my local theatre to watch something like, you know, that was new writing and new musical, it wouldn't have been as interesting as that. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. thing. I, these guys literally create that on the spot. Yeah. No, I even said to them afterwards, I was like, man, like I've... The other problem I've got as well is like, when I'm watching something and analysing it, I'm literally there with like a serious look on my face because yes. I'm trying to break it all down. Yes. And then this is why I try to sit further back because sometimes I think, what if I'm there sitting there someone's like, he doesn't look like he's enjoying it. <laughs> but you are, you're just concentrating really I'm just hard, literally yeah. concentrating and thinking, yeah. but how, first of all, how are they doing this? Yes. Trying to figure out how, how everyone's like, how's everyone managing it and just trying to figure out some, it's it's a magic trick, isn't it? Yes. You see how everyone, like, we know, okay, we know there's something going on and we're trying to pick it up yeah. and you can't see anything and fuck. <laughs> I need to, I want to know where it is because obviously, like like all the great <laughs> artists, you want to steal some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely. when you can't see where to steal from, you, you just stay banging your head against a brick wall thinking this is not, I can't steal this because well, I, I don't know how to steal it. Well, I was doing exactly the same thing as you were and I was... I'm watching it and I was like, because I've my my main focus at the moment is musical improv and that's really what I want to specialise in yeah. and get good at. So there were bits where I was like, oh, you've done that. Excellent. I'm going to do that in the future. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was so well done. But it's amazing. And I think like, so yeah, I mean, you've got, there's a whole, there's a whole thing like, um, in terms of, you know, putting, putting the effort in and, you know, the, 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 the tickets, it should be paid paid ticket events because these guys put in the hours in the rehearsing every week. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, every yeah. week and spending well, so much money on courses, spending so much money on to watch shows, to be the best that they can be. And they should just say to you know, this is this is this is what we're doing. This is what we're charging. Because I think, I mean, someone could turn around and say to me in the end, well, you know what, son, we actually made more money with the pay with the pay what you with the pay what you want. Yeah. Model, because some some yeah. I think recently in the stage they did mention that that. That's another thing that helped people get through the door. Yeah. But I don't know, it's, it's one of those things, but that's how I feel personally. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Right, okay. So, uh, just time for the big final question. Oh, no. The big final question. I know I said, oh, no. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, I know, I build it up like that. Yeah, like, you're, and, I, and you're rubbing your hands as well. I'm going like, <laughs> yes, and now, that, that, that's a new thing. I've not question. been rubbing my hands together in you glee before. <laughs> That is uh, not a way to make my yes. guests feel at ease, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm now doing, and I'm doing And that. now you're arching yeah. your hands, isn't it? <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, what uh, what would you say uh, when you're on stage is your signature move? <laughs> what is your what is your go-to? What is it? Oh, Sonny saved the day again with his signature move. Oh, generally down. it's um, <laughs> Sonny. Sonny's done something and we need to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm just trying to think now. Um, I think if we do we have a signature move or... Judge, just, I, I can't think of anything, man. I think, like, what we found is with the group, with, with Jump Prop, is um, in terms of, like... For some reason, we always tend to get more laughs. When we, you know, you're just having a Q&A with the audience and you're just trying to gather information for the scene. Because <laughs> sometimes we're like, and it happened at the, it's so hilarious. This happened at um, <laughs> Birmingham Improv Festival. So a day is hosting Story Story Die, um, the game where you, with all the players, I mean, guys, man, if 80 episodes in, man, if you don't know what Story Story <laughs> Die is, I ain't going to explain it for you, man. You need to know what it is. Yeah, look it up on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, look it up, man. Uh, Google it. Or your best, uh, Bing your favorite. yeah, no, big. <laughs> what is this, man? I can't, I can't even say is this the ninety times, man, because to me that's still ten years away, but ten years ago, sorry. Get on Alta Vista. Alta Vista. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> yeah, ask Jeeves. God, the dude's probably a skeleton by now. 
I, I, uh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hate him. You hate Jeeves. I asked Jeeves. But no, okay, look, no. Um, so what it is. <laughs> so we're at Birmingham Info Festival. And <laughs> so today is they gathering, gathering some information for Story Story Die. I said, oh, we need a title. And then the story is so. She turns to this one guy, and this guy in this very thick American accent says, uh, The sausage in Cincinnati. <laughs> and the day is like, The sausage in Sincerely. <laughs> I don't I don't know. The thing is, because the day is funny like this, I don't know if she was. So she she was trying to she was trying to say Cincinnati, but she couldn't say it. And the audience just literally was just dying over that. Like she literally had them laughing over five minutes just on that. <laughs> then the thing is, I couldn't even figure out if if Adele was doing it on purpose or if she was like genuinely couldn't say it because like she was fucking hilarious like that, man. Like she was just like so stop playing on that. Like she was like, uh, and that's why we always find that you know sometimes when we just gathering the information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think. You know what we find is sometimes, yeah, I think is what is a signature move. I don't know. Sometimes just being honest about we don't know what shit is because sometimes people just throw shit at <laughs> Like you know, people throw your suggestion and you're like, nope. <laughs> and uh, another one is when um, it's on the same show where basically like we asked for some we asked for animals and someone shouts out duck bill papus and uh, Dave in the group is like. Just straight up, what's that? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and then everyone there started laughing. I was like, and he's he's not even being cool about it. Generally, he's very cool about things. He was there like, I don't know what that is. What's that? And he's just very distraught, and people were just laughing at him. So I think I don't know. I think our signature move is probably just us guys just being very honest that yeah. like we don't know everything. Some things we do know. And, <laughs> yeah. and when I when I see that in when especially in my guy in my guys and girls in in jump prop. That just makes you laugh, man, because you think, holy shit, this this is thing this is when things are gonna get interesting. <laughs> because it's always fun, like, you know, creating something that you do know, but then it's even more fun seeing someone create something that they got no idea about. <laughs> that's but I think that's yeah. I think that's probably it, man. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for having me, man, Stu. I was gonna say it's amazing what you're doing as well because, you know, it's um bringing is it just all the all the uk improv as well and yeah, that's, that's that's great. what i'm trying to do at the moment i've i've done a lot of london stuff and now yeah. i'm trying to get out and actually um you know cross pollinate around the country absolutely and, you know, man and uh, just keep keep it going man and you know we'll obviously like not just plug it because obviously you know drum problems you know but we want i said we want more creatives we want more people to just get into this and just appreciate this underappreciated art form sure. and to actually realize that there's it, the benefits of it I mean I said to you as well like I don't know if this got recorded in the podcast but since doing Jumprov and doing more improv stuff going into an audition now fucking hell I, you know other actors squirm at when the director's going to do a bit of improv and they're like oh my god when they say it, I'll be like yes sometimes <laughs> I walk in I'll be like fuck the script <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to improvise it and you know like and it's just and it's the freedom it's the freedom for us to just just to just you know, claim and just be who we are and have that. And that's, you know, the th what makes improv good and what makes jump prop good is that, you know, it shares the same values of um, breaking barriers and being free to tell a story that you want to tell. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. I made this. That's improv! <laughs>